and we are live. Welcome everybody to the here and now. Welcome to this moment. Welcome to the magic and miraculousness of life itself, which is always happening right now and never happening anywhere else, but right here and now. This is the Brian Pierre Grossi podcast, and that's me. I'm delighted to be with you. It's uh, an honor. I'm so grateful, so appreciative. When you're entering, you can share where you're from. We have people joining us from all around the world, Darlene and Mel. It looks like uh, you're from Canada. Yeah, yeah, Mel. Smokey, Guardian. Hey, everybody. It's so much more fun when you're here joining us. You can actually share this if you're on uh, Facebook. We're on Facebook Live. We're on Instagram Live. We're archived wherever you get your podcast. Minnesota, Asheville. All right. We're in the same hometown. We have some events coming up in Asheville. I'll be telling you about those shortly. I got some really exciting stuff to share with you. It's been quite an amazing week. I'm going to share with you a couple stories from the week, a couple major revelations. Been uh, talking a lot about recognizing who we really are and realizing who we really are. Now we're going to go into this other component that is really the most fascinating component of life itself. The other part is I think a lot of people find it sort of boring to talk about or uninteresting to talk about nothing, emptiness, the void. Um, you know, it's the most essential element, but it's not necessarily the most uh, interesting for many people to, I find it interesting, but for many people to talk about. But what we're going to get into today, I'll be very surprised if everyone doesn't find it quite interesting because it's it gets to the heart of the exploration of how we're seeing what we're seeing, why we're seeing what we're seeing, can we change what we're perceiving, can we change what we're manifesting, it gets to the root of the matter, the heart of the matter. And I don't think anyone on the planet has this part totally understood or will we ever have a plan? There, there's a mystery to it. There's a, there's a magic to it. And we're kind of waking up to the reality of it um, as we speak, right? In, 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 this, in this, uh, this, these times that we're in, we're waking up to this reality as we speak. So we're understanding the degree to which we are creating what we're experiencing and the degree to which we're understanding how and why and in what way we're creating what we're experiencing is going to change the direction, the, the quality of what we're experiencing itself, right? In other words, if you start to realize you are the creator of the story that you're experiencing, then there's the potential to change the story. If you realize that you are the creator of the story, there's the potential to create the story, to recreate the story, to retell the story, to reshape the story. Make sense so far? Now, let me tell you a story, something that happened earlier this week. This is going to be our segue into where we're going today, okay? So, I'm at the gym. I'm about to do what's known as the bench press. Right, you're, you're laying down, you're pushing the weight out, bringing it back, pushing it out, bringing it back, right? 
So I look at the weight and it's a lot of weight. It's like more than I normally ever do, more than I think I can do, right? So this is, this is, this is what I'm seeing, right? I'm like this is like way more than I normally do. It's more than I think I can do. I don't think that uh, I can do this, right? So then something happens. A thought comes into my consciousness. The thought is, this is the easiest weight you've ever lifted. This is the easiest weight you've ever lifted. So this thought's in my consciousness, right? I didn't try to make it there. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like, wasn't an effort. It was just a new story came in. So I go to lift the weight and guess what? It's easy. Now, what exactly happened? right? This, this has implications for all kinds of things that we're experiencing throughout our life, right? So I've been getting to this guy, Darren Brown. Do you guys know this guy, Darren Brown? Uh, he's from the UK and he does these shows. So simultaneously with this, with this event, I'm watching, we're, we're, we're plugging into Darren Brown. Let me put the name, I'll put the name in uh, Facebook. D-E-R-R-E-N-B-R-O-W-N. So Darren Brown, what does he do? How do you explain it? It's, it's actually almost completely synergistic with what I do. However, he's creating experiential exercises. He's, he's televising them. He's recording them. He's creating these elaborate setups for people. And he's, he's basically creating hypnosis through different techniques and different structures that's allowing them to recreate the story of who they think they are. And then they're, they're doing things in recreating the story of who they think they are that they never would have thought they could do or imagined they could do both positive and negative. So he's showing the perils of it as well as the potentialities of it. So, and what he's discovering is the same thing that I've discovered and I'm discovering the same thing that I'm about to share with you, which is, this whole universe is not made of atoms. It's made of stories. This whole universe is not made of atoms. It's made of, the whole thing is made of stories. That's all there is. It's a web of stories. It's a web of stories, which you could also call programs, right? Web of programs that are creating the world we've experienced, the matrix, right? Whatever you want to call it, that's what it is. It's a web of program stories that are creating what we're experiencing. There's thousands of them, tens of thousands of them. And the, all of those programming, all that programming, which is largely unconscious, unconsciously conditioned, is creating what we're experiencing. However, what if we start to become conscious of our stories. Now, what if we start to become aware 
of our stories? What if we start to notice the story and realize it as a story and recognize it as a story? Then there is the potential to change the story, to reframe the story, to create a new story. So there's all of these things that we think are reality. We think that they're true, but they're not reality and they're not true. They are a story. They may be a story that thousands of people have had for thousands of years. Great. So we call it reality. If, if the majority of people are holding a story and the majority of people think it's, it's true, then we say it's true. Right. And if a few people have a story and um, they're in the minority, then it's not true. But how, what if the people that are in the minority are right? The people are right. It's like it's like the, the people who have the the ones that are um, the, the higher percentage of people that are carrying a story is considered true. And the people that have a small percentage of characters considered false. But what if they're both just stories and you can feel into the story that you want to live with? For example, in my case. I had a story that this weight was too heavy, which I had been carrying my entire life. That it was true. And then this moment opens where I go, that's actually not true. That's a story and I can actually create a different story. This weight is the easiest weight I ever lifted. And all of a sudden, Now, how did I get into that consciousness? That's, that's the tricky thing because as I said, any effort to do it doesn't work. Any effort to make it happen doesn't work. You can't try to uh, push effort or make force to make these stories change. Somehow there's the clear recognition which comes from being present. There's the clear recognition that what you're seeing is a story and is not an absolute reality. So there's the clear recognition that what you're seeing is a story is not the absolute reality. That's the first thing. The second thing is the feeling that you don't need to be making any effort, that there's something that's taking care of it for you. Right? So with Darren Brown, the episode with Darren Brown, he, he, he puts a, a, a chip in the back of this guy's neck, which actually wasn't real. But so, so, but he, he thought that there was a chip in the back of his neck. And this chip is going to make everything happen. This chip is going to make you do things you never experienced before. And you're going to be, you're going to be heroic and you're going to be able to overcome your challenges and fears. And so he does, right? Same thing with religion. Same thing when he goes to a, he, he, he um, recreates a scenario of a church where there's healings that are happening, right? And he says the, the foundation is absolutely true. If you believe in God, holy hundred percent if you believe in jesus christ you know then you will be healed right because you believe there's an outside force that's doing something for you you don't have to make the effort you don't have to make the struggle you don't have to make the you don't have to use your own personal will it's not you against the universe the universe is for you the universe is always for you right the universe is 
is is here to benefit you. If I feel like God is here to benefit me, Jesus, Allah, Buddha, a chip in the back of my neck, whatever it is, there's the sense of I don't have to do it myself. All I have to do is recognize a different story. Someone's someone's telling me a different story, and I believe the story. Right now, can you recognize this programming deeply enough where you can reprogram yourself, where you can shift the story inside yourself? You see how exciting this starts to get? You see the potentiality here? You see the unlimited possibilities of where we're at in the human conscious and what's possible for us? If this excites you, share it. Get this message out to people. Let people know what's possible. We're, we're in a sense of a community that can open up to the infinite potentialities that's possible for us in this world and support each other in doing so. So we can open up to this consciousness together and support each other in the infinite possibilities and we can create, recreate, recreate any story that we want. Once we recognize the story as a story. So first you open up to the infinite possibility, right? So the infinite possibility only comes when you recognize who you really are, which is the infinite, which is that which transcends every story. If you don't recognize that, then you're always going to be working from a limited foundation. But if you recognize yourself as the infinite, which transcends any and every story, then you start to recognize every story and it's all stories. It's all stories. You start to recognize every story as a story and then you have the potentiality to change the story. So this is the easiest weight I ever lifted. Making a million dollars is the easiest thing I've ever done. Having a life partner is the easiest thing I've ever done. You know, um, changing my diet is the easiest thing I've ever done. Everything starts to be realize you realize it's all about the stories you're creating about it that's that's manifesting itself in the way that it is so this is what's ex most exciting to me about the work that i do right so what i'm most excited about what i'm really doing is supporting people to recognize the stories that they're unconsciously running to make them conscious and then to change the story. It's not easy to recognize these stories, right? Because um, we've been running them for so long. A lot of them are collective. They're deeply embedded in our collective consciousness, right? I mean, I would say they're all in, in the collective conscious, but some more firmly than others. So the key is through being present, through being aware, and often through having the support of someone to ask the right questions, point you in the right direction inside yourself, you become aware of the story and then you're able to change the story when you recognize it as a story. But we're in a, we're in a, a paradigm right now with our friends, the scientists who they want you to think that everything is true. Everything is real. This is a scientific fact. This is blah, 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 blah. It's not. There's, you, you, we're placing ourselves in a box unnecessarily. There's no, there's no, there's no objective reality that isn't shifted through the shift of a story. There's no objective reality. P 
period, first of all. There is no objective reality. And then there's no objective reality that isn't shifted through the shifting of the story because what you're perceiving is based upon the story, the programming that's here. So you change the story, you change the program, and what you're perceiving changes. And this goes as deep as you want it to go. Like, this is a rabbit hole that, like, you're not going to come out of. Like, this goes, there's no bottom to this. So this is really subtle, like, oh, you know, I can lift a little bit more weight than I thought I could. Or, like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a, out this, there's a window behind me, right? And I'm looking at these trees, right? Is it really trees? It's only trees because I'm programmed to perceive it as trees. I could be seeing, you know, something totally different if I was had a different story inside my conscious. So this is why people do these psychedelics and LSD and all these things so they can, so they can realize this truth. But you don't need to do anything to realize this truth. The truth is just the truth. Like all you need to do is just pay attention. Just look really closely. You don't need ayahuasca. You don't need LSD. You don't need, you can, you can, you can. It can be supportive. It can be helpful, but it's not necessary. What's necessary is to pay attention. Look, open up, notice, be present, be here now. Ram Das said, be here now. I talked about Ram Das last week, right? By the way, this is going to be a Friday thing. We'll be doing this every Friday, so sit back, relax, enjoy, have fun. Um, this is going to be like a week, reflection of the week sort of thing. So Ram Das said, be here now. Ram Das started out exploring LSD, exploring getting into psychedelics. Ram Das then went to India. Ram Das got into meditation. Ram Das started paying attention to his mind. Ram Das said, if you follow meditation, if you pay attention to the workings of the mind, which is what the Buddha said as well, if you pay attention to the way your consciousness moves, you don't need any external source. And the, the benefits um, will be foundational and grounding because you're, 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 not, you're not needing something from the outside, Right? You're recognizing the truth of who you really are and you're recognizing the truth of the way consciousness works. And when you recognize the truth of the way consciousness works, you recognize the truth of the way the universe works because the universe is consciousness. That's all. It seems like there's, there's distance and there's time and there's space and there's things over here and I'm over here and you're over there and how do I get from here to there and how do we create the bridge and how do I make this happen and that happen and this person's so far away and that person doesn't like me and that person, all of that is just in the consciousness. It seems like there's like a material world, but there is no material world. It's just like when you're dreaming. When you're dreaming, it seems like there's a material world, but there is no material world. Which is why my friend, friend of mine says, he has these stickers that say, remember you are dreaming, which I love. Remember you are dreaming. Just remember you are dreaming. So when you're, when you're sleeping at night, everything seems so real. It seems like there's like material world and there's a person there and different things there, right? And then you wake up and you go, well, that's just a dream. Well, so is this. It's exactly the same.
Remember, you are dreaming. And then there's the potential for lucid dreaming. That is measure for lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is waking up in the dream. And if you wake up in the dream and you recognize and realize you are dreaming, then there's the potential to create whatever wants to be created. Right? I see there's some kind of like flashing light, some kind of strobe light effect on Facebook. We're just going to be with that. And uh, everything passes in time. Most important is what you're hearing here, not what you're seeing. Questions, comments? My man, John, my friend, John Stringer. John and I, you know, we're, we're on this conscious. There's a, there's a program we're going to launch and share with you uh, fairly soon. That I'm really excited about, which is support of everything we're talking about here. And it's great to be in this conscious with him because there's this conscious of un infinite possibilities, unlimited possibilities, you know, of anything being possible. And then you're able to recognize from that place that everything you're encountering is a story, is a dream. And you're able to, and you're able to just dream and create whatever you want. And we're inviting you to join us into that place together, join us in that conscious together, you know. The more of us that we have to play with and explore with, the more fun it is. Helena says, I love the power of the placebo. Exactly. Exactly. So the placebo shows us exactly everything we're talking about. And the placebo, I think, is powerful that we're even beginning to recognize. Like, I actually think there'll be a time where all we need is the placebo. Like, I think that what the, the, the drugs and things that we're taking, it's hard for me to, like, articulate it, but it's like, it's like a placebo that's been conditioned over so many thousands of years that we take that as, oh, this is good for me. You know, so it actually does basically things become what we think they are over a period of time. So if everyone starts telling you like this particular substance is good for you in this way, this is going to help heal this or that. And we all collect, if you have like 10,000 people or 10 million people or 100 million people or 3 billion people believing that, then it becomes the truth, you know? So I think we're going to, as we go into this, we're going to see just how powerful belief is. You have people like uh, Dr. Dispenza, you have, you have people like, you know, the biology of belief, these books that talk about um, epigenetics, these books that talk about your actual physical body, your genes, can shift and change as your consciousness changes. And like how it's actually like more of a question of how could it not? Like how could, how could what you're seeing in the material world not be affected by what you're thinking, what you're believing? Cause that's the filter through which you're seeing the world through. So the filter through which you're seeing the world through would obviously become what you see, right? This is logical. This is sensible. This is common sense. So the question is, what do we want to create? It comes down to this question, what do we want to create? 
looking at some of your comments. Feel free to ask questions on Instagram or Facebook. I've got a few more minutes with you. Nothing will ever be the truth, right, says Robin. There is one truth, which is the truth of who we are, which is the infinite essence of who we are. So that's the unchanging. So the way I like to look at what is truth is that which is unchanging. That which is unchanging is true. That which is unchanging is the absolute truth. There's a message on Instagram. I'm, I'm at a farm in central Pennsylvania that is beautiful. And though there are toxic people involved in their own agendas here, you're right. It's all fleeting. And others consciousness trying to sway the balance. I'm familiar with central Pennsylvania. I grew up in uh, outside of Reading. Um, yes, 100% true. Thanks for sharing. And then when you, when, you, when, you, when you see this infinite essence of that which is unchanging, it liberates you to play with that which is changing, recognizing that that which is changing is created by the story. Does it make sense? So let me tell you a couple ways to plug in deeper and explore this deeper, and I'll go, I'll go back to the stories in just a moment. So um, personal coaching with me, you can do online. You just send me a message. Um, I've had some great sessions with people this week, exploring these realms with people, uh, which reminds me, I want to say something about desire as well before we part here. There's the online group for members only. Several people that are here live with me are a part of that. There's links for the, all of this on uh, Facebook. Uh, if you're on Instagram, you can send me a, a DM for anything that you don't have, you don't have a, a link to, but you can get on my website as well. Uh, we meet every Wednesday in the online coaching group, which has been really powerful. Annie's doing online yoga. My partner Annie's doing online yoga tomorrow. So you can join the link for that. We've got a mastermind group. We're starting in Asheville in person. So there's a link for that. We got a, we got a uh, Super Glow community satsang Tuesday night in Asheville. Um, there's a link for that. September 11th. September 11th. We're going to change September 11th from a time of uh, despair to a time of opening what's possible and the potential consciousness for us. And we're doing a breath work for healing and vitality in Atlanta, Georgia, with John Stringer doing the musical performance. Uh, excited about that. And then we'll be doing uh, a breath work in Asheville, September 17th. We have a silent retreat happening. Silent retreat is so powerful to reset the compass, to kind of restore, to kind of get to the zero point and, and kind of get deeper than the stories that you've been, uh, you've been running and it allows the space open to recreate the story. So we'll be guiding you through that on a three-day retreat, Embodied Silence in Gainesville, Florida. We have, a New Year's, we have a New Year's event we're working on and we have a three-day silent retreat in Thailand as well in January. Um, so lots of really great ways to plug in. I'm also, a lot of you know, I also have a couple books I've written. So there's lots of great ways to, uh, dive in and connect. The Bigelow community is a great way to, which is on Facebook. It's a great way we, we ask questions, have people engage there. Um, 
Can't see the comments anymore for some reason. See if I can fix that. Nope. Nope. Can't see the comments. So I guess it's just we're all one, you know. I can just intuitively, telepathically tune in to the consciousness that's here and present. Um, I said I promised I'd say one more thing about desire. So really breakthrough session with a client this week about desire, about like um, thinking that desire is bad because desire is about the future. You know, desire is something you, I want to be present. I shouldn't, it's a common thing, right? I, I want to be present. So I shouldn't have desires. I shouldn't be thinking about the future, but actually it's about being aware of desire as it moves in the moment and appreciating the movement of desire every step of the way, every moment away. So it's a matter of appreciating the journey and not being fixated. Oh, when I get to the goal, when I get to the end, I'll be happy then, not now. No, be happy, be in a state of fulfillment now, being in a state of wellness now, be in your desires and appreciate the journey of movement of the desire along the way. So much love and appreciation for you guys. You can, you can get this archive on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks for being here and joining me. See you same time next Friday.